This asylum was home to the rich, the poor, and the unknown. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. We never left. We never left. We never we are, left. We are back. Um, have you been to Downey, California, by chance? I have. I think it was, I feel like I was going down there to help somebody, like, their car broke down, and for some reason, like, yeah, Downey, I'm Downey. Yikes. But I think Downey has the last or one of the last, uh, like, old school McDonald's. Oh. So they have that, what like, the it? facade, like, the, you know, that still has the facade. Oh, with, like, the hamburger, the, like, the tray the ar- and the, the yeah. arch, The arches mm-hmm. are there, which I, I still remember as a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, for the nature of this podcast, I, it's a shame when they have to tear it down. I understand, like, there's probably, you know, technological advantages of having a new corporate, you know, ice-cold corporate logo. Yeah, exactly. Logo. Just, like, no one, like, just... That's it. Yeah, I like old. <laughs> so, like I'm really into old neon signs. Yeah, there's a lot of those everywhere. This the neon museum that's in Glendale. I haven't oh, gone. To, I just I actually it was just drove by that. And I was like, I have to go there because yeah. they're relatively close. But I've gone to the neon museum in Las Vegas, Ooh. or it's the like the graveyard. It's the all the old signs. Ooh, yeah, and we're getting really a little fun. off track there, but it's we are getting off track. Portland but, also has great neon signs, and. Um, LA still has. LA's got some great yeah. ones. There's yeah. actually a great tour, Esoturic um, tour company that focuses yeah. on the macabre, does a neon sign tour. Yeah, I, Maybe I for love your birthday that. this year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. You play your cards. I'm right. not doing that for my 22nd birthday. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. You're going to have shots from all around yeah. the world yeah. with a passport and people stamping it. Yep. That's more a college thing, maybe. But, but we're going to get into some LA based oh, yeah. oh, yes, stuff. we are. We're back in LA again. We're back which in I like. LA. We've, we're back, baby. Like we never left, yeah. but we, we did leave. Um, but before we get to that stuff, I want to talk about this week the LA County Poor Farm. How about that for a name of a place that people it's, call? Yeah, it, a you place. know, sometimes they they uh, well, they'll dress up the name and they'll yeah. be like, and you'll get there and you're like, this is yeah, not... it'll be like the exquisite, elaborate, uh, yeah. Sir Chestnut's it's last rites of a house yeah. manor, and you're like, what the fuck is this? This one's like, this is like, hey, we're getting to it, <laughs> L.A. County poor farm. Yeah, all the worst words <laughs> exactly. we're just putting in the things. So you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. You know what kind of font they would make it if it were like in a movie, like the M would just like. Or, yeah, and then you know, fall, like, fall off. Yeah. yeah, and you'd be like, "What? Yeah. Am I really staying here this summer?" And the picture would be like a like a kind of a cartoon of a, a guy like a hobo with his yeah. pockets inside out. Yeah, he'd mm. be like, "What?" Like a bindle. Yeah, you know, it'd be like a little like tuna can and a, and a goat gnawing on the tuna cans, <laughs> yep. kind of a thing. Anyway, it's in Downey, California. Um, so it's L.A. L.A. like. It's not in Los Angeles proper. Yeah, but it's but, very close. Yeah, it's close enough. It's about. 25 minutes from where we sit right now recording this podcast on a giant stack of coasters yeah. with our mic. So if you want a context, there you go. Yeah. Um, but it's been all of these different things, and it's really interesting, and we're going to get to it. But first, but first, but first, this is our last podcast before the new year. Yeah. Christmas is over. Xmas. It's done. To you and yours. Yes. Good night. <laughs> Christmas is over. It's done. Mm-hmm. We're done with it. Yeah. All of the tinsel is down. The tree is sagging. Yeah. Presents are unwrapped. People are like, when? how quickly can I return this? Yeah. They're like, God damn it. Like cookie. You know, it's like the gross, like soggy cookies. I'll eat the like, gross soggy cookies. You know, yeah. No shame. No shame. No. Nog, we run a show that I thought was a podcast and it was actually a, a 
taped yeah uh, youtube show <laughs> taped youtube they show had nog. they had nog i drank it it was like six thousand calories a cup yeah. jason had one sip because he's sure. a sensible person and i sure. had uh, a bucket and it was not alcoholic <laughs> too so yeah it was, it was really okay. no it had alcohol in it not the one i did he the, the oh. had the non-alcoholic had a bucket of alcoholic yeah. nog at this thing that i thought was a podcast <laughs> was actually taped well you kept and calling <laughs> it a podcast and i, <laughs> I, I thought, thought you would just me. i thought you were just it was a colloquialism <laughs> you know what i mean like you were just like oh it's a thing where we're t- we're essentially talking yeah but you didn't realize the camera was and you no. had, we had an earpiece yeah we, we had everything <laughs> we had an earpiece very... we had uh we had somebody in the booth going five four three and then you yawned and then i yawned <laughs> You came back from like really, a graphic and was, instead of waiting. I couldn't stop it. Like it was, you know, like a guttural yawn. Like it started really low in my diaphragm and then moved its way up. And I was like, this is coming. And then and back I can't on Rebecca. I can't stop big it. Yawn. Big yawn. <laughs> I'm really, I am a person for radio. Yeah. Podcasting. Yeah. I'm not good in front of people. And you're, but you're not that great. But come to our live shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at anything. Yeah. Let's get that uh, out of the way. And then we have the new year. The new year. Coming. We're going to be guesting on a lot of podcasts too, which I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah. We've Day been, and night, baby. We never stop. Yes. Well, we do stop. When we stop. When they don't respond to our yeah. requests. Yeah. After a, a couple of minutes, we'll stop. Yeah, we will But stop. until then, we will never stop. But we started this We started this in it was an, pretty much an idea in Yeah, what, it was your idea. June? We sat at India Sweets and Spices yeah. having a $6 meal. Yeah. And you told me this idea. And then you were like, where's the napkins? And I'm like, great. Yeah, I was like, I need more soda. <laughs> yeah, I know. Since like, then, the- I've given up soda, like you have. How long have you been off soda? About, I guess I had like one or two in the last three or four months. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much not at all. Right? I've been off via probably like seven months. And and all aspartame. So like no uh, snap, like diet snapples or anything like that. That's either, Which I would drink. And I think when I first quit, I quit sort of once for like seven or eight months, but I didn't quit the aspartame. Mm-hmm. I just quit all of it. And I think that's what really made the difference. That's great. Yeah. I think it's it's important. Yeah. I think just figuring out, getting the chemicals out of my body so I can put more different chemicals. In. Yeah. yeah. More different chemicals. Exactly. One for the other. It's yeah. all a balance. But in, here we are. We here made we it are. to the end of the year, which I feel like, you know, there's a lot of really great podcasts out there. But not all of them, la- you know, very easy for them to languish. And mm-hmm. we're still go. I say going strong, but it's really yeah, going. We're more dragging ourselves yeah. uh, closer yeah. and closer to what? It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of just, you know, kind of just like trudging through. Yeah. Reluctantly like and but one relentlessly. one step in front of like a snowstorm. And you're like, I can't see shit in front of me. But you yeah. know what? what? I don't know. I'm out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm already in the car. Here we they go. said there was a party around here. Yeah. I'm going to go to it. So, I think so. It was a, a warm... Like a pub, yeah, like in a, or the, a manger. <laughs> Christmas? Oh, what about that? Over, These Jews. These, oh, uh, that's right. You, everyone's Christmas. like, stop talking about it. It's yeah. over. But it's we're recording this. Can week I talk before. about your 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 affirmation word for <laughs> yes. 2018? So we record this not in a fancy studio. We yeah. recorded it in my apartment in Echo Park, and Jason uh, is looking over at my whiteboard. That that's uh, almost it's. Barren. It's, it's not barren. like there's ideas on it no, or like no. equations. Uh-uh. It just has. <laughs> Did you not? Is, is it two words or they hyphenate? Is that like supposed to be hyphenated? Oh, no. It's okay. It says humility and surrender. This is why maybe I've never brought anyone home to have sex with me. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. We'll get into them yeah. in a minute. But uh, yes, yeah, it's humility slash surrender. It's from the Cheryl Strayed book because, of course, it is uh, her Dear Sugar book. Have you read it? It's, it's, her, it's her advice column. 
I have not oh, read it. Okay, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's on my... And then there's a, another thing from an artist that says magic surrounds... I'm never having sex again, am, am I? Yeah, well, when I see, The first thing I would do is roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. When I see that. I But I, I think this year I've been in such a place of like... And I think my go-to is rolling my eyes and being like, holy fuck. Yeah. But I've just been so like... like well, year 2017 was such a shit show that I'm like, I don't know. Sure, yeah, I'll do that. I'll burn a bunch of candles. I'll fucking put this shit up. I'll try anything. Yeah. And I don't know. Now I'm fine. <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> now I'm healed. Yeah. yeah. Of everything. Of Look all of the, my woes and troubles. I see, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm going to make this, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make this year my yes. bitch. Uh, uh. And then the end of the year, they're like, I had a terrible year. And it's like, yeah. well, don't. Don't make it your bitch? No, just like, be a better person. Just I don't know. What, simple. Yeah, simple. that's it. Easy. Exactly. What, do you I, have a word for this year? Or? Um, not yet, but I like your word. Sur- Every year, Jason's word is survival. It's literally, <laughs> I think that is also like what is uh, the meaning of life. Yeah. It's really dire, but it's true. Yeah. And there's not a, like a ton of fun in it. No. But it's also like pretty, because there's so much coming at you all the time. Yeah. I, I also, I think if I had to guess your word, survival would be in the top. 10 yeah. of it, you know, just like yeah. whatever it takes. Yeah. You know what my, the other, my second word would be? What? Patreon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotcha. Here we are. I gotcha. Well, well, well. Patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Please support us. It's a new year. It's a new year. Put your money towards the arts. Yeah. Or our podcast. Or yeah. hopefully our podcast. Yeah, take it out. Of, actually, take it out of the arts. Will you actually just hide, just cut open a painting and take out your family fortunes, <laughs> yeah. a safe, an old antique save, and put it into an account and then just use keep, a card yeah. to Can siphon I, that money to us. We Two new episodes every single month. Mm-hmm. Other little fun things. This is the... Like, this is the year we are, and we've been having official conversations about it mm-hmm. with official people, mm-hmm. with, like, papers and stuff. Things are happening. Do of, you want to be a part of it? Of us Answer me. going and performing this live. How about that? Yeah, that's happening pretty, I, I mean, I, I think relatively soon in the new year. I think so, too. How exciting is that? You could see us live. Yeah. My jeggings live on stage. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, my hoodie or non-hoodie. Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. you, you'll have some time to figure it out. Yeah. To kind of hoodie or noodle on it a little bit. But check that out. It's uh, really exciting. We have, we've had so much great feedback. Yeah, we're going to start doing these bonus episodes based on stuff that you have recommended to us because you've recommended so many amazing places that we have no idea about that we've been we're saving them all out. up we've been saving them all up in our little pockets and if you have suggestions ghosttownpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and ghosttownpod on instagram yeah why don't you make that your new year's resolution they're like no i have they're like i have no. like productive shit today. yeah i have things i need to i don't they don't just write two I words have a on forever a forever 21 dress <laughs> yeah. no but write those words in the whiteboard yeah. are you doing anything for new year's eve um i'm going to some parties oh. going to paul dietrich's party probably uh. No, <laughs> no, I like him. He, I like him. He's, but you know what? It, it's that thing where it's like, I don't. It's like, is it like it's all comedians at Paul's party? You know, it's all going to be gay architects. No, yeah, he's he's pretty like he's, he's diverse. He's diverse. Yeah, no, he's he's In not friendship. Oh, he's definitely not run of the mill. Uh, no, but if I were like going to, I don't. Remember. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but, no. Uh, those who might remain unnamed. Yeah, yeah, I think some parties are so comedy. Like, I used to live in this house. This isn't on anyone in the house, but yeah. I used to live in this giant house. Jason knows it. I remember. Um, and it, there was just, like, 
grotesque comedy parties, like sticky floors, oh, and, like yeah. jello shot, like fucking people pass out on like couches, vomit every like that stuff. Like a lot of bad jeans. Yeah. A oh lot of ill fitting bad oh jeans. Oh my god. Of course. It's like, am I in the Midwest again? Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of outgrown those parties, uh, but I also remember <laughs> I was making fun of like the Iowa West the theater that we used to perform at for everyone who is not from this two block radius uh, and people getting their fucking like forever 21 dresses yeah. for $25, yeah. like sequin, like shitty sequins falling off. wearing a tie with like, yeah. yeah, just like a H&M shirt tie. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like stupid, like Kanye West glasses. <laughs> Those fucking glasses that say the year too. Yeah, and like yeah. sometimes, you know what? It's not convenient to have the year go across your face. No. It's obstructing your view. So 2019, not not a good year for New Year's glasses. No. 2018, pushing it. But 2019. 2000, did, done. Yeah. What, I think 2019 is going to be a good year for us. And by us, I mean you who are listening. Yeah. We want to go different places. We want to do live shows. We have these things are in the works. Yeah. So and if really you have excited. suggestions of, because we have, we go, we go through analytics about mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, and we're like, there's stuff in every single state. Yeah. Um, but we try to, you know, people want to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. If there are places you're like, oh, uh, you should come to our city or our town because, you mm-hmm. know, we have uh, a lot of people that really love podcasts like yours or, we, yeah. or we're really looking for that. Because sometimes you think like, oh, just do it in a big city. And it's like, well, they need, they ha- already have so, so much, much going on. Like, we want to come to a, a mid-sized city where people are like, oh, this could be cool. Yeah. Not, I mean, like mid-sized cities have a lot going on and small cities too, but we want to be special. We want yeah. to feel special. We want to do like a meet and greet VIP we do for $500. <laughs> I was going to say we want to do a we, haunted we pay tour. Them we yeah. pay them though. Okay, good. I was like for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as I'm not making money, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm an artist. Ugh. So, but I'm excited though. I think I'm going to go to some parties. I'm going to maybe make out with somebody. I went on this good date with this dude oh. who's a British... Uh, stem cell researcher at USC, which is already like too adult for me. That hack stuff. Excuse that scam? me. Stem cell research. That's scam. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that good? I bought into it. Yeah. yeah uh, I hope he listens to this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but he's not going to be here for New Year's. I, I love like a good like. Am I going to make out on New Year's or what? Usually the answer is no, or awkwardly with a friend. Yeah, it's like. Uh, but you have a wife, you know. You, you you're already locked in. It's like make out at ten and go to sleep and be done with it. Yeah, or don't make out at all and yeah. just be like, "Is there any more pizza left?" Yeah, is there? There will. Oh God, I know. A new year, humility <laughs> surrendered to that pizza <laughs> yeah, hut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was free for you, Pizza Hut. Um, but <laughs> still, free. that was free. But we'll invoice you. <laughs> yeah, you can pay it if you want. Yeah, but you don't have to. Uh, yeah, or give us a job at Pizza. Hut. Yeah, or send us some pizza, Ooh. some za. Uh, <laughs> Could you? Uh, not speaking of za, we have an episode, right? <laughs> okay, okay. No one wants to hear about it. You know what? I feel like somebody, somebody's listening and go, come on, come get on, to the episode. I know, I know. And I want to be an advocate for them. Yeah, it's not just my friends who are like, this is an update in your life because we never talk. Yeah. You're right. We'll get to it. People want to hear the real shit. Yeah. But without swearing too much, right? <laughs> That's definitely not your New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So let's talk about the LA County Poor Farm, which is really, really interesting. Um, and a lot of this I got from uh, KCET uh, and Sunset Magazine. You, and were, you were a guest on KCET. I was. So they owe you. I, they owe me. And I actually know the woman who did a lot of research on this, Hadley Mears. She works for Atlas Obscura. She's a journalist. She's very interesting and knowledgeable. So I want to thank her for that. Shout out. Um, but the L.A. County Poor Farm is really interesting. And I heard about it 
essentially through Atlas Obscura, I think. Um, it is known as Rancho Los Amigos in Downey, California, and it, it it has gone through like every permeation that a place could go through, and now it just sits there abandoned. Um, so the old Poor Farm campus is in Downey, right off the Imperial Highway, right across from the Los Amigos, Rancho Los Amigos National Rehabilitation Center. The old poor farm includes, (laughs) the old poor farm, excuse me, everybody, includes an abandoned church, a large craftsman mansion, once the superintendent's home, boarded up windows, a vine covered Spanish style complex, once the women's ward, an empty auditorium, a giant laundry building, rows of patient housing, a giant graffiti covered water tank, a bus stop, occupational therapy buildings, vacant lots. Woo! It's own little, own little. It's it's a compound. Like it's a it's a giant compound, and right now it has a ton of cats, like stray cats everywhere, like and signs everywhere. Uh, We'll put some pictures up that say "Don't feed the cats," and then there's like kibble everywhere. Yeah, it's already ironic. Yeah, (laughs) it's already a paradox. But before um, California officially even became a part of the United States in 1850 it had a giant homeless crisis brewing. And I this was new to me. Thousands of single men had rushed to the state in search of gold in 1848, but didn't find anything. And we, I think in my head, I was like, oh, I just went home. Yeah. But they just stayed in California. So the gold rush was in uh, 1849? I, uh, I think that's when I think the big yeah, gold rush was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they just hung around. They didn't have any education. They didn't have good health. And that they already were like kind of milling about and needed to be taken care of. Um, in addition to that, uh, sick people were already leaving for California in the 19, 1870s because it was this place that was supposed to boast, like, you know, get get better, better health. The, and California. the weather's probably a little more consistent and, and you know, a little less... Uh, yeah. Know, the, weather is, the weather isn't as dire in, like, on your, your health. And, no, you know, but so. it was like a campaign where it's like, right. go to California, free yourself of asthma, free yourself of these ailments. And it's it kind of is true because the weather is better, but not really, like, you're not going to free yourself from, like cancer you know it's not gonna do much if you're not doing much um so people were kind of lured out to california and people who didn't have a lot of money so there were people coming out not really getting Which is the opposite of now yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly um so at this point in time california had a lot of people that needed help um by the boom time in the 1880s the la county hospital which opened in 1858 was overrun with tons of patients like this uh, that came by the railroad, again, trying to find gold, trying to find better health, trying to find whatever, and and just being sick. In 1887, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors decided to build a new institution that would house homeless, able-bodied inmates, which they were called for a very long time, which is yikes. And in that August, the county purchased 124.4 acres of farla- farmland in unincorporated L.A. County near Downey. The original campus, which... Uh, was essentially where the auditorium was. It's kind of expanded since then. Um, Not that anyone cares. Let's get to it. Uh, Featured three main buildings, a Victorian wooden building with the kitchen, reading room, uh, offices, bedroom for employees, uh, men, women's wards, uh, a farm. Uh, There was a rocking chair that people take naps in. (laughs) uh, And then there was a a big farm part of it and a stable. Um, So they essentially like cultivated like a little utopia um and they would sell a lot of their stuff at market price to help offset the cost which also i've never heard about as kind of a 
Kind of reminds me a little. I mean, I mean, in in structure, a little bit mm-hmm. of the Freetown Christiania, which we've mm-hmm. talked about in a previous episode, like that yeah. kind of that kind of environment. Yeah, but just think of like sick gold miners and oh, yeah, I'm thinking about sick gold frail. Miners. Yeah. Think frail migrants okay. from the East Coast. The first again, they keep on using the word inmates, which is harsh as hell. Moved to the farm in December 1888. There were already around 90 men and women living in the farm around then when Dr. Edwin L. Burdick, a physician with farming experience, was hired as a superintendent. By 1892, the LA Times reported that the farm is now an attractive place. Trees have been planted, including 3,800 choice orange trees producing fine fruit, also eucalyptus trees for windbreaks, cypress hedges, lawns, and flowers. More than enough vegetables are raised for home consumption, and some are sold. Alfalfa and sugar beets furnish food for the stock. A number of cows, hogs, poultry yield more than sufficient milk, pork, and lard, and eggs to supply the inmates. Just, <laughs> I keep on saying, like, it, like the inmates at this utopian farm. Um, but they were producing all this shit, and it was great. But over the next 12 years, under Dr. Burdick's leadership, the county poor farm grew into this, again, this important project, this thing that kind of could be an example for the rest of the state in terms of mental health and rehabilitation. Um, As more buildings were built, it became kind of a catch-all institution, wards for patients afflicted with mental illness, asthma, alcoholism, syphilis, physical disabilities. When can I check in? I check um, off a couple of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. Most residents were elderly and some were expected to stay only until they were well enough to work again. These people performed light duties around the farm and were paid a small sum to take charge of the chickens or tend to other sicker inmates. You could make money. Oh, you go there, you pay money, but you can make money. So you're offsetting your Your costs yeah. or like, again, I'm not sure how much, they didn't really say how much it cost to be there or if it was kind of like a pro bono, th- like a, I feel like it was a public service but some, whatever, there's costs floating around. I'm not sure where or when or how they were maintained. Um, there were uh, inmates that Dr. Burdick simply diagnosed with old age, like a 100-year-old man from Britain who had fought in the Battle, battle of Waterloo. I mean, that's pr- I mean, for, for <laughs> 1880s to be 100 mm-hmm. years old? Right. I mean, your life, the life expectancy is yeah, way lower this than. Yeah, dude just, just hung out. Do what he did. Yeah. Whatever that was. Uh, the most of the inmates had been poor laborers. There were exceptions like William Wilmore, a once prosperous developer of what would become Long Beach, and James Eastman, a highly respected lawyer whose life had been ruined by alcoholism. Alcoholism is kind of a through line with this, too. While William, Wilmore's friends eventually rescued him, no one came to Eastman's aid, and he was buried in the farm's now lost cemetery. Also interesting. They don't, there's like hardly any mention of this cemetery. We don't know where it is um, or what's going on with it. We to gotta, be continued. We gotta find it. We gotta get there. The farm also at this point became a popular place for the rich, high profile people to like come and visit and like do a little charity work or like take photo ops. Ladies, philanthropic groups, the Chamber of Commerce, health advocates would come to the farm to like lecture people and like hear ideas and like again take photos. I feel like nothing <laughs> has changed in that sense, like a PR stunt to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that all seemed like well and good, but there was a dark side to the L.A. County poor farm, of course. Yeah, that's what we're waiting <laughs> I just for. just want to circle back to like, this is what they called it in just life and then people inmates. There was a report of inmate mistreatment. There were also stories of despondent residents like George Deacon, who drowned himself in a nearby river. Bud Lewis, the farm's bread cutter, which is a job, who jumped out of a window during a heated discussion. About what? Yeah. We'll never know. 
Concerns grew louder after Burdick retired in 1911. A grand jury investigation resulted in mandated sweeping changes. These included a fair distribution of food, clean and well-lit wards, and humane and kindly treatment of inmates, with the promise that any case of unnecessary force of violence on the part of the employees is punished by instant dismissal. So again, it was it felt good. There was a dark side, um, but despite mismanagement, this working farm, tended mostly by civilian labor, prospered. The orange crop in 1909 brought in thirteen thousand dollars, which is a lot in 1909. In today's, it's that's like bringing out money. 000. That's like uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> no. math. <laughs> now it's probably like seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, now, this is 1909. This is yeah. almost a hundred years ago. I'm bad at math. <laughs> You're bad at inflation. Yeah. You're like, um, this led to one scribe to joke, down to the county poor farm is all a mistake. It should be down to the county rich farm. Oh. Making edgy, that money. Edgy. <laughs> that wasn't, that's, that's going to be more, like, more pertinent than anything I've ever done. That one quote from this article. Yeah. Everything that I have done will be lost in time. Oh, but that's a good zinger. But that, that will persevere. In 1915, a new superintendent named William Ruddy Harriman would give the place a facelift. He was only 26 years old when him and his wife, Eleanor, moved into the place. What was I doing at 26? Taking shots off the I.O. bar. But 26 then for inflation now would be 119. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting it. Now you I'm got it. it. You got it. Um, by all accounts, he was a great superintendent. He memorized the name of every employee and patient. Uh, he had them call him Bill he was also firm in his belief about how the institution should be run, writing cleanliness, sobriety, and respect for the rights of the others are encouraged and where necessary enforced. He wanted to erase the stigma of it being called a poor farm, um, so he changed the name to Hondo, for Rio Hondo. He changed it to TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, free wangs, free yeah. wangs, big wangs. Um, he changed it to Hondo in 1918, and the area encompassing the county farm at Hondo was officially a town with its own post office and would not even be absorbed into the county of Downey until 1950. So a lot of changes occurred. A new administration building, auditorium, infirmary buildings, medical offices, men's and women's psychopathic wards, additional staff for the patients, and bathhouses. Oh, hello. Right? This is like better than any place I'll ever live. Relationships with charitable, charitable groups were encouraged. Early physical and occupational therapy was introduced, and the patient's social life was expanded with frequent motion picture shows, musical events, arts and crafts. Where do I sign up? The farm itself continued to flourish, winning prizes for its milking cows and valuable Belgian and Percheron draft horses. It's, I mean, it's like paradise. Yeah. You, would you perform? I feel like you'd perform there. Hell like, yeah. Yeah, I got booked this gig. A weekly a open gig. mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's next up? Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be like a oh, 100-year-old man from Great Britain? You're, yeah. Okay, you got five. I'm lighting you at four. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what is lighting? <laughs> exactly. I'm just back on my phone. Um, so by 1929, the average number of patients staying on the farm was around 1,900, uh, which is a lot. And knowing all their names, damn William Ruddy Harriman. Increasing numbers of bedridden patients were being brought over from the county hospital. Able-bodied patients could participate in furniture making, work at the printing press, or play sport. This is a camp. This is like yeah. a camp for sick people. Employees also lived at the farm and formed baseball teams, basketball teams, musical groups, and social clubs. One of them, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> wow, that's how they got started? <laughs> yeah, right here. <laughs> well, you know how that song like it's, it's like it's like uh, help, well, the, you know, they, also the Beach Boys help me Hondo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a classic. They did that one. Yeah, yeah, a little Belgian from Rio Hondo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's one. That's a good too. one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, don't uh, don't 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 fact check that. Just take our word for it. No, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Actually, don't fact check anything. <laughs> yeah, please, just keep listening, keep enjoying me stumbling over my own words. Yeah, will you? Don't even fact check L.A. We're not even sure that. Don't record. even fact check and do not Google us, <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so then the depression hits. The depression. Funding dried up, patient population exploding. So they built uh, a giant tent city. It's already a giant, giant compound, but they're like, we're just going to put a bunch of tents up to house these people. And they use that tent city for decades. Um, In 1932, as the farm increasingly turned towards rehabilitation and medicine, the farm's name was changed to Ranchos Los Amigos, Rancho the Friends. By 1934, Rancho Los Amigos had grown to 540 acres with um, almost 3,000 patients, um, infirmities, socioeconomic backgrounds, a lot of different people. And then people would, on average, stay there three and a half years, which is a long, long time. I wonder how, you know, what they, when they left, was they, they leave, you know, mm-hmm. I, now I know how to, you know, yeah, make I bet furniture, they knew, now yeah, I know how to Like do, plant trees yeah. and like sing and hold puppet shows and write things. Um Though many patients still came from poor backgrounds, they there were also like professional people, scientists, lawyers, writers, probably people I dated stayed here. Yeah, you know, or, yeah, or will will date. Will <laughs> It's hard to say. So everything was good for a while. Um, uh, they had a powerhouse whistle too that blew six times a day to signal meal times and bedtimes. And soothing concerts were often played over the rancho's campus-wide speakers. This is a camp. Yeah. This is a, a wonderful, times? delicious camp that you stay there for three years. With some fun lawyer friends and some poor people in a tent shanty. And you had a great time. Um, so Harris Harriman's son, Bill Jr., and the other children who grew up at the rancho remembered a unique and oddly magical childhood replete with a miniature zoo tended by patients and a small golf course. There's just more and more. Like, what did I miss? I, have, I think I've said every pastime ever. If there's a soup plantation buffet in there, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Bill Jr. credited his lifelong love of music. He became a jazz drummer to a ragtag band of patients who would play on the streets of the campus every day. It was very loosely organized and nobody bothered to read any music he remembered. They would sing their way through folk and early American songs with ukuleles, guitars, violins, and mouth harps. It was really the first live music I ever heard. A renaissance. It's almost like a kibbutz. Like my parents always like idealized that lifestyle. Very 1960s Did they, did they live on one? No, but they knew people who did. Oh. A lot of, yeah. you know, mid-century Jews just hanging out, baking bread. Um, but it was still a place for sick and tormented people. Alcoholism still rampant. In 1935, many patients became ill and violent after drinking bootleg shellac alcohol they had bought from a corrupt druggist in downtown Downey. Stay away. There were sad stories like that of uh, Eulalia Herbert, an elderly wid- widow who had sewed or stuffed over... in relief money into her dress. Upon her arrival to the ranch, shocked nurses had to peel the money off her body when they went to give her a bath. More and more chronically ill children were also moved to the rancho at this time. Uh, The Social Security Act of 1938 and World War II saw lots of elderly and able-bodied moving there to provide, moving away to provide war support. Some who considered the ranch home chose to stay on as paying patients. Some who couldn't leave, but who wanted to help in the war effort formed a company called Warco. Cool name, right? which was a subsidiary shop of Reeves Rubber Company in the Rancho Crafts building. There were, so they had this rubber company working out of there, too. They were making money. It was always somebody making some money. 
Many wheelchair-bound patients work for Bendix Aviation and other aircraft companies, sorting through sweeping uh, sent from local factories for usable nuts, bolts, and metals. Part of the ranch became an army base camp called Camp Morrow. In 1944, an emergency hospital was founded, and a group of 32 polio victims were transferred to the rancho. This is the beginning of the rancho's polio ward, which would become one of the premier polio treatment and re- rehabilitation centers in the country. So we're going to stop there because then we're going to talk about the 50s, baby. You want to take a little break? Yeah. Let's take a break. All right, so we all know dating is extremely difficult. I should definitely know because I found love on national television in front of millions of people. Hey guys, this is Kendall Long and I'm starting a new podcast called Down to Date. We have bars and apps for dating, so why not do it on a podcast? We bring in two complete strangers to see if they are down to date. We ask questions you would never want to ask on a first date. Questions like, who did you vote for during the last presidential election? Or what was your first sexual experience like? We also have very heated debates. Debates like, is it justifiable to murder a murderer? Very lighthearted, you know, your very typical first date conversation. Our first episode drops on September 17th, so please make sure do not miss it. You want to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out Down to Date and see if people can fall in love on a podcast. All right, so uh, we're into the 50s. 51. Huge hospital, premier hospital for polio and other things. Uh, the mission was to provide geriatric, medical, and nursing care, as well as care for those suffering from chronic diseases or convalescing from medical or surgical conditions. It also provided necessary medical, surgical, and ancillary care for the large concentration of respirator-dependent polyomedics patients in history. That's a fun, catchy slogan. Say that 75 times. I don't want to. Okay. I can't even say it once. There were no more miniature farms or gardens. One by one, the hallmarks of the poor farm were shut down. William Harriman retired in 1952 and died only two years later. By the late 50s, the county poor farm was a thing of the past, but Rancho Los Amigos was still kicking and still is. Over the next six decades, the rancho continued to grow. Its new growth was centered around the new campus on the north side of the Imperial Highway. This still exists, everybody. Though most of the long-term infirm and elderly patients died or were transferred to nursing homes and other facilities, a chosen few were allowed to stay. Until 1976, Eddie Higgins, a beloved developmentally handicapped man who had called the ranch home since 1926, could be found making his daily rounds, cheering everyone from doctors to fellow patients on. By the late 1980s, most of the buildings on the South Campus uh, were abandoned. Over the years, numerous plans have been floating around for a property, including construction of an environmentally friendly county data center. But the buildings are still there. They are very, very creepy. We're going to put some stuff up. Um, they're like You can tell how beautiful they, they once were. And you can tell... Kind of where everything was, and is now it it's access- just like—is it accessible? Or is it all like? No, you can go. You can go there. It's it's huge, and there's not a lot. There's like some no trespassing signs, but there's not anything that would keep you out per se, except all the feral cats. Well, if it says no trespassing, Cat army. That's, that's a rule. So that's I don't a break, rule. I don't break rules, Jason, but. don't break rules. Uh, but one, I want to mention one more thing. Uh, so it's creepy. Uh, a bunch of Marines were there uh, doing a training exercise in uh, 2006, and they were just like wandering around and started looking through some places in the main building. And they found uh, in the freezer a bunch, like a a box of mummified legs, human legs in the freezer. Oh, wow. So who knows what was happening there? Where's that graveyard? What's going on? What miniature horses remain? Somebody, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's recent enough that somebody has the answer to where, I mean, unless the graveyard was like 
done in like the late 1800s, but somebody must have that answer. Someone's got to have it. So if you do, email us at ghostownpod at gmail. Yeah. And make if you want to make it up just to make us happy, be like, oh, there oh it is. Oh, my God. That would be so fun yeah. if we had people send in fake shit. If they were like, it's over there by the tower. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, uh, okay. They're like, go 40 paces uh, left of the mini golf course and you will find a key. With that key, you'll unlock a panel in the side of the whatever. It's, it's really a testament, though. I mean, I feel like, you know, went through a lot of changes and there's a lot of reasons for it to not work. Mm-hmm. You know, whether the Great Depression or general economy or... California just growing in general. So it's like, oh, well now, you know, you know, hospitals and and other facilities become a little more, uh, you know, more modern because they're built from the, you know. Exactly. But I also feel like it like caught, like every era kind of like caught up to it and then like degraded and then caught up to it and then degraded again and then just degraded permanently. We have to check that out. We do have to check that out. Because I also want to, it's an excuse, I want to go there and I want to go to that, uh, the McDonald's, uh, the old, all comes back to, we're going to get some nugs. Yeah. And then we're going to go check out the abandoned asylum. Did you say the Great Depression before? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't have time to I'm a historian. You don't have time to say I don't know, I can't do it. I got to get through all this. I got to get through all this paper, all this material. You got to get you the information that you deserve. Listener. That, that's, I mean, that's an interesting, you know, that's, that's how we're, that's how we're ending 2018. With the, um, the sad. Well, I, 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 I like that we ended it in Los Angeles. Right. Because we've kind of, we go to Los Angeles and then we leave Los Angeles and then we come mm-hmm. back to Los Angeles. Yeah, we live here. So I, I like that we ended this year uh, with, a, with a little LA. Little LA, like adjacent. Yeah, because the world revolves around Los Angeles. Yeah, right? hi. <laughs> Is, you're not going to do that in the year, are you? <laughs> oh, no. Humility, surrender. Humility, <laughs> surrender.